Hi fans, this is Adrian Strait and you're listening to POD Podcast. Another edition of Who's Marty from the APA. And not only that, he's dug himself into more deep trouble. Which is worse, Raw Underground or the 24-7 title? And in the hot tag news this week, the top three SummerSlam matches in an all-new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. Jesus, Rick, is your boy doing? It's not my boy. That is your boy. That is not my boy. I think this might be the last episode that we do a who's money. Yeah. (laughs) Already working on new graphics for a new new program. (laughs) I am your host, Tony Diaz, with Rick Serrano III and our intern, Miguel Cole. Man. In the, I, I, please tell me we're going to talk about this in the news portion. Oh, definitely. It's, it's headlining the news portion for sure. Oh, my God, man. This, this dude is off his rocker. Right, you know, I don't want to talk you about know, it now. Speaking just... of dude off his rocker, what the mm-hmm. hell are you even doing here? You weren't even supposed to be here, Mr. Tony. It was supposed to be me and Rick Serrano the Turd and yeah. TJ Logan. No, it was going to be Elio, not TJ. (laughs) So that puppet was going to be here too? You're a puppet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be throwing around slanders like that. Jesus. You just called him a puppet. Well, I'm allowed to because I'm a puppet. (laughs) Wow. 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 Should I leave? I mean. I mean, if you could, it would be nice. Do you two want to be alone or what? <laughs> wow. wow. No, well, things change. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Things change. Things Lord. change. Things happen. I mean, Shoot. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, Louise. All right, you know what? Let's get on with the show. Um, the Who's Marty? Um, is this <laughs> going to be our last one, or this are we gonna, just changing it up? We, we're going to change it up a little bit, um, but okay. this is definitely going to be our last Who's Marty yeah. Um, I think we're going to go with who's Sean in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a bit. But the thing of it is, we're still going to be talking about Marty then. <laughs> we we will. We will. We just won't mention him as much. Who's the, okay. who's the Sean of the tag team? I, listen, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as who's That's Marty. True. I That's mean, true. everybody does understand that the Marty of the group is the guy that doesn't go into superstardom. Right. But now right. we're going to go for the person that goes into superstardom starting <laughs> next week. So unfortunately for the APA, oh, they're going to have yeah. to, one of them is going to be a Marty. <laughs> yeah, one of them is going to be a Marty. And uh, just as you just said, the APA this week, the Acolyte Protection Agency. Um, who who you got on this one? You I'll know, re- yeah, go ahead. Because it's like you got Farouk, you got Bradshaw, Ron Simmons, uh, yeah. JBL. Um, yeah. It's definitely uh, pretty tough. You know, looking it over for a long time, because it, was, it wasn't, this is not an easy one. By any means, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this one was pretty hard. 
and and I and I think people would take what JBL did after the APA as a mm-hmm. positive. Um and that's not what we're all about here. What we're about right. here is what was happening during the tag team. Because if in all fairness, we can go to Ron Simmons before he was Farouk. And with that being said, you look at Ron Simmons as one of the stronger guys. You know, he won a WCW heavyweight title. He did a lot of stuff before he became part of the APA. Um, and as did Bradshaw did afterwards. So the way I'm looking at it is as this. The APA came as a tag team. Um, they rose to superstardom with the ministry. They went mm-hmm. on and formed their own acolytes protection agency. And that's where we're, we're settling down in. What happened as a tag team as the APA? And right. for me, I have to say, I got to go with Farouk. As Ooh. the top contender. Now, see, I threw a little swerve ah, in there. Bradshaw <laughs> is the Marty of the tag team, in my right, opinion. So, but you, you got to explain yourself. How is Bradshaw the Marty? Well, I'll, well, if you gave me two more seconds, I was going to tell you. I don't uh, have two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Um, yeah. I have to say <laughs> this. Um, for me, it's just... Athletic ability goes a long way. And I think mm-hmm. Farouk definitely has that. Um, when it came to charisma, um, I also have to give it to Farouk. Farouk was yeah. Farouk was the leader of the Nation of Domination. You know, sure. he was the leader of the APA, in my opinion. He was mm-hmm. not only the, the the athletic guy, but he was also the mouthpiece. JBL, he was the guy that usually would get the hot tag and usually would mm-hmm. end the matches with the clothesline from hell. Um, but that's about it for him. And, and I think if you want to put your money on somebody to shine to superstardom, you got to go with Farouk. And, and and that's my POV on it. Because And also, JBL wasn't that great. You know, I, I, I admired him. But a lot of people did not think he deserved the title reign he got. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't get behind him. And they call him one of the, the worst heavyweight champions of all time. So, for me, putting that all together, past, present, and future, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Bradshaw as the Marty of the APA. Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to go into an opposite direction. Now, mind you, you know, um, I'm a bigger fan of Farouk. I really am. Ron Sims. I'm a huge fan of him. But as the uh, title goes... Who's Marty? Um, it's this isn't a disrespect to Farouk or Ron Simmons, um, but I must say that he is the Marty of the group, and I'm gonna explain why. Yes, you definitely because need we, to explain that well, one. because we're looking at this as who was successful after they broke up, who was successful um, after wrestling. Obviously, we're going to talk about Marty in the news portion, but, you know, I'm not saying these guys did anything like that. They didn't. Or anybody else that we picked as the Marty of the group. But in this case, it um, Bradshaw did become world champion. He was probably one of the top stars in WWE after they left the APA. And where did Ron Simmons go? You know, he no, just no, went as that. a he just went as a producer or whoever he was in in the back. He's still doing it, obviously. 
Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't successful after the APA because he was still being involved in wrestling. But if you were focusing on the APA itself, mm-hmm. who would you pick as the Marty of that team? Not knowing what the future was going to show you. Right. Yeah. Who would you go I with? I mean, it would be uh, at that point. If, if we're just focusing on that, then it would be Bradshaw because between the two, um, Ron Simmons was more of the of the mouth mouthpiece, yep. and he was more of the the character. and And for me, honestly, I think he was more of the muscle guy. Yeah, um, I can see that. So, um, but I mean, the whole Marty um, dynamic, uh, the question of it. I mean, it would have to go to Ron Simmons because. You know, Bradshaw went ahead and he did things after they split up. He became champion, changed his gimmick, even though I hated it. Um, had some grueling matches. And we didn't hear much of Ron Simmons. It was just like he disappeared before we even knew that he was um, uh, a producer in the back. So, in my opinion, um, as far as... The, the title of Marty goes, and this is based on everything that's been going on between that team. Um, I, I'm still going to pick Ron Simmons as the Marty wow. group based on wow. the the success that uh, Bradshaw even had. I mean, even and I tell you, even when he's done with wrestling, he still did things. He, uh, he was a, a special correspondent for Fox News, I think. Yeah. Or somebody uh, for for the stocks and whatever invested his money wisely so that and he tried teaching that with other uh, wrestlers about saving your money investing commentary this and as well yeah so yeah that's right he did commentary as well so I mean we saw more of uh, John Bradshaw JBL than we did Farouk Farouk did the thing where he said damn that was his only line and. You're going to tell me just doing that line was more successful than what JPL did? You're wrong. You're wrong. You know what? But, uh, I, I do the have... Whole, the ahead, thing say, is with the whole Marty, the whole thing with the, whole, the, the term being a Marty is that your shit went downhill. And, and this is why, like I said, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels went to stardom. Yep. Okay? And we both said, actually, you said, Rick, even when they were a tag team, Marty was the one that stuck out as a team. Yes. So even though in this case, Farouk is the one that stuck out in the team. It, so so, so if we're playing WWE producers here and we right. had to select in 1999, which acolyte was going to get shot to superstardom, you're going to pick. Bradshaw to shoot the superstar, not knowing what the future holds, because that's what—that's exactly what happened with the Rockers. They didn't know what the future held for Shawn Michaels. They right. just took a dart and they said, "Bam, Shawn's gonna be the superstar." <laughs> you honestly think that JBL, if, if not knowing what they yeah. did after, okay, yep. I would have definitely picked Farouk to okay. be that person. Of okay. course, yeah, I would have picked Farouk. Okay, um, but didn't happen, so. <laughs> You know what? I, I do have somebody here for you. Come on over here, sir. What do you have to say to Tony Diaz? Tell me! You didn't just say that! Sucker! Boy, he's been very active on social yes. media. I mean... Wow. Wait till you see what he t- tweets about you now. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's all right, <laughs> sucker. So, all right. Um, 
Let me see. I'm just going to read one comment from this. Josh Sanders said, Farouk, just because in the last two eras, uh, attitude and aggression era, he didn't have a character change or a heavyweight title push. JBL was a brilliant heel. So pretty much what I said. Yeah, but you're wrong. It's okay. Yeah. I, think this I, is the, think I think this is the first Who's Marty that we really like completely disagree on. Yeah. Who's yeah. the Marty of the group. Yeah. Well, this one was difficult too. And I'm shocked. This, honestly, I am very shocked. Really? Because you're you're generally the the old school yeah. of the of, of our dynamic. So yeah. it's just like this is definitely like a, a reverse of situations. Yeah. <laughs> it See? is. And but the thing of it is, is it's like I said, you know, th- you know the the term who's Marty. When you say that to somebody. The first thing they come that comes out of their mind is, all right, who fucked up after the career? <laughs> you, you know, but but it's it's it's. I don't want to say that about this team because for me it would be disrespectful to say that about Absolutely. Ron Simmons or even Absolutely. say that about JBL because of yeah. what they did after their career. So that's why this was hard. All right. Um, as far as success goes, yeah, you got to give it to JBL. You know, okay. he, he did he did his thing, changed up well, his gimmick, changed up his style. Um, even though they tried to bring back the, the APA once in a while <laughs> and they do get a big pop out of it, but at the same time, I'm just like, wasn't the same. It was never the same. It, yeah, it was, it's never, that was never the same. So, but, um, I do have some good news for you. Um, oh, 66% of the people voted that Farouk was indeed the Marty of the APA. Wow. 33% voted in favor of Bradshaw as the Marty of the group. So oh, shit. Uh, you're right again, I guess. Well, well you got to look at it this way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get it too far into that. All right. So uh, now our next poll. Uh, after seeing the debut of the Raw Underground, which is worth a 24-7 title or Raw Underground. All right, Rick, explain yourself. You got some explaining to do. Sir, after one episode of Monday Night Raw with Raw Underground... <laughs> I was. I just threw my hands up. I said, "What is this? What is <laughs> what in what in tarnation is this? This was yeah, ridiculous. This was dumb." And and, <laughs> and and you know, a lot of people do hate the twenty four seven title. So I just said, "Listen, I mean, what what do you hate more now? Because Raw yeah, has right. the twenty four seven title and it has Raw on the ground. So one of them has to be worse than the other, right? So." Yeah. For me, the way I look at it is this. Ember Moon lost her career, possibly, to the 24-7 title. So that right away skyrockets it to the top. However, three segments of Raw Underground, three more segments of Shane McMahon ruining wrestling, three segments of no-name guys getting beat by WWE wrestlers. Um. Tony, there are just some things that you cannot um, uh, stage. And yeah. I would say a mixed martial arts beat down fist fight is something mm-hmm. you can't stage without it not looking real. Yeah. Um, wrestling is a whole different no monster. No camera angle is going to yeah. help you either. No, exactly. They, you notice they tried that. Uh-huh. And, and, and the thing is, in wrestling, when you're throwing a punch, you're taught to throw it a certain way. Right. In MMA, you're taught to hit the jaw. You're taught to hit them in the face and stuff yeah. like that. So when you see them throwing a wrestling punch, 
and the guy is like getting hit in the shoulder or cowering right it's just it's just so unrealistic and then to have the hurt uh business out of nowhere lose everything and in the same episode rise to the top of of this broken raw underground now i'll explain that part of it i think why they did that was because i think they listened to the show and how because we we've said it too about uh zelina vega's team how you know they're on tv every week and then yet they get their asses beat We've been bitching about that. Yes, it's and true. This happened with these guys, and they kind of redeemed themselves after that. Hopefully, they were just like, fuck this shit, man. We ain't doing no underground next week. But uh, they are because they taped it already. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what do you, all right, so where are you going with? with so, this? for me, I'm going with Raw Underground is the worst idea they've had in a long time. And I think mm. it's way worse than the 24-7 title. At least the 24-7 title can give us some kind of comedic relief. This with just gives... Truth. Yes. And mm-hmm. even with without the comedic relief, you give me something backstage or around the arena. Yeah. Raw Underground yeah. just gives me diarrhea. It hurts my stomach. <laughs> wow. Alright, so now now here here's the deal. here's my opinion on this. Um though I do agree with you, it oddly enough, I'm part of a group on Facebook. Um I, I can't I'm sorry. If you guys want to private message me who the group is, I will do that. But I will not say it on the air because um it's a belt makers group. Okay. okay? And a belt maker, if you guys don't know, I'm not trying to insult nobody's intelligence, but just in case if you don't know a belt makers group, this is the group that I'm involved with, they make custom titles. If you're a belt collector and belt, I'm talking about the titles. If you notice on the WWE shop, they don't have a lot of the old school titles. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, the w, uh, the Intercontinental t- title from years ago, it had the red WWF logo on it. Uh-huh. On WWE shop, they don't, they won't, Make it, they won't advertise it, so you will never see it again. A lot of people who start being new to the belt collecting game, they go to this belt maker, this Facebook group, and he makes it for you. So you can get that belt. A little pricey, I will say, um, but you got it. The reason why I brought that up is because the biggest item a lot of people ask is for the 24-7 title. Wow. That is shocking. Yeah, you, you, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, they asked for a lot of titles. Uh, trust me. Like when AEW first debuted their title, that was the number one thing everybody wanted was the AEW title. They didn't want to wait for AEW to make theirs. They were just like, you know, so belt makers, the part of the group that I'm in, they, of course, they take advantage. If you know how to make a, a custom belt, of course, you're going to make dollars off of this. Yeah. Um. They did now. I will say this. I know I'm a little off subject, but I'm oh, not just a little off. bit, just a little bit. But uh, <laughs> they did get in trouble because uh, WWE caught on to their game, yeah, and they threatened to sue them and all this other stuff if they don't if they don't stop advertising. They didn't say make; they said advertising because of the simple fact of the WWF logo. Yeah. So when they post a picture, hey, I got this belt available. On the belt, it has WWF or even WWE. 
So now what the belt makers has to do is when they post it, they have to black out the WWE part or WWF part, and uh, that way they can sell it. But anyway, so um, it's for uh, every belt collector's dream. Now, I tell you, when I first saw the the 24-7 title, it was atrocious. It was, it was ugly. I was oh, like, yeah. this is preposterous. Disgusting. It was disgusting. Um, but it's not about the title, though. It's about yep. the story now. Yep. So I, I, I kind of, you know, it's kind of like what you said. There's a comedic value to it now. And, and it's, but it's like I said, for some odd reason, a lot of people start, I guess the belt is growing on them and they <laughs> like it and they want it. And I'm like, wow, really? So I'm going to agree with you. Now, there is a, a, I'm trying to give everything a chance. Uh, you know how I am, Rick. I'm always trying to like say, all right, well, let's just see where it goes. I so, know you are. You know, you with the are. with the raw underground, it's just it's brand spanking new. At this point in time, I will I'll agree with you though. I'll say that the um uh what, what was the question again? <laughs> what's worse, raw underground oh, twenty one? So yeah, no, I'll agree. <laughs> I'll agree with you by saying that the raw underground is the worst between that and the twenty four seven type. Now, a follow-up question is, do you honestly think that Raw Underground can be a success in WWE? It depends. It depends on... Depends on what... Because I will say this. I hated the first two segments. Or yep. wait, three, was it three segments? It was three altogether? segments, yeah. Yep. Altogether for the whole show? Yep. All right, so I hated the first two segments. But I kind of dug the last segment, okay? I don't like that MVP acts like a big shot like just trying to act like a, yeah but, but and, you know and, what though think about think of it this way how mvp's acting is almost kind of like a manager talking shit because he's got two big guys with him and i would be fine with that but he's himself is getting into the ring right and, which is and fine. beating people down which is fine you know wow. every scared shitless person when they act like that and do that you just want them to get their ass kicked even more yeah um I'll agree with you. I think it's a little bit too much because it's outshining Lashley and Benjamin. Yes. So I think that needs to kick back a little bit and do something else as far as, like, if they're beating up on somebody, he throws in his two cents. Yeah. That That's what they need to start doing with him. But, yeah, for him actually having matches and this and that, especially if you're going to have him lose. If you're going to have him lose, don't even bother with it because everybody's going to get what they want as far as him getting his ass beat. And how does but, this like intertwine with like a SummerSlam match against Apollo? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just like now yeah. we got Raw on the ground and now we got a title match at SummerSlam. <laughs> like, yeah. you're combining too many things. So yeah. it, it, I, th- I, just, I don't think there's any hope in this getting off the ground. If I am wrong, I will gladly admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Here on the WPOV I, podcast, I I think I don't see it no going no more than a month. I don't. Yeah. If I it agree. does, I'll be shocked, and I'll be right out. I'll be right with you in saying that <laughs> I was wrong. But <laughs> I really don't see it going no more than a month. They, they're lucky they're not going in the book for this nonsense. If they go past the month, then they will go in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what they do. Depending on what they do. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about it when we go to raw notes. Uh, but Josh Sanders at twenty four seven raw underground is about to say, "Hold my beer and be worse." <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so what percentage did you get on this bad boy? All right, so Raw Underground got 66% of the vote, and uh, 24-7 got 33% of the vote. So uh, another wow. lopsided uh, victory for Raw Underground. Yeah, that is. Wow. All right, so if anybody else have any questions or comments, throw it on our Facebook page, and we'll be gladly, or glad, I just added the Lee from my own personal reasons, talk about it on the show. Uh, we might make fun of you. Um, we might not. We might have a serious discussion about it. <laughs> maybe. We might have a long discussion about maybe. it. Maybe. 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 Yeah, that's maybe. a big maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just drop us a line. If it's not for us, do it for the global guys. Yes, do definitely definitely do it for them because they're the great show. They're the best of the best. Jesus. They're the better than the rest. Why are you here? <laughs> is, is TJ throwing him some Canadian quarters or something? I, I, it must be. Or, or or he's giving them some a little extra Canadian beaver. Huh? Whoa, <laughs> Canadian moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> ha ha ha! Yeah right. yeah yeah, real funny. <laughs> All right. With that being said, it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, and before I do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> Devon. Get the birthday cake! Happy birthday, <laughs> Devon Dudley, as he turns 48 years old. Wow. Uh, wrestling producer for WWE backstage. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. getting the man more than tables now. The, yeah, the man in charge of the one-gallon dehydrated piss jar. I mean, it, it's only up from here, Devon. Only up from here. That's uh, all he can do, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Speaking of, unfortunately, Damien Sandow turns 38 years old. Wow. Damien Sand- Where is he? I thought he was... In- wasn't he in Impact? He was, and then he left, and he went to... Um, is he with uh, this AWA now? NWA now? That's right. He is. He is. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, good for And, him. you know, it just seems so long ago. That we were talking right? about Damian Sandow. Like, that was four years ago that yes. we were talking about him and The Miz and yeah. you being all over Damian Sandow. Yeah. Hated that gimmick. Genius. It was terrible. It was great. It was horrible. I think he um, would be definitely benefit right now. Really? Yes. Wow. Joining uh, Miz and Morrison? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tony, speaking of puppies... Sable turns 53 years old. <laughs> wow, she's 53. 53. Wow. Don't don't wait. Don't say it. Don't say it because Brock is listening. I, I was going to say, Brock's old lady. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Brock's old lady. <laughs> you know, Brock is like, what did he say? Old lady. Old lady. Come here, motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Um, speaking <laughs> he, of, he, you know, he's the only dude that can't even say that word, right? Funny yeah, guy. he's that's why he doesn't do a promo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> can't scream, can't curse. The fuck is wrong now, with you? Speaking of Mario, Yoshi Tatsu turns forty-three years old. Wow! Yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, out in New Japan. I don't know if he's still out there wrestling. I know he was there for a little bit. Um. Mm. But I don't know if he's still... Were you a fan of Yoshitatsu back in the day? Uh, With Kofi yeah. Kingston and stuff like that? That yeah. bad haircut. I mean, his haircut yeah. would definitely be in the book for sure. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. We um, should do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it. 
And last but not least, the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, turns 40 years old. Now, wow. I remember last year when we first said her happy birthday and mm-hmm. everybody, including you and myself, was so shocked that she was 39. Yeah. Are you as shocked that she's 40? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I am. I am. Because now it's just, it, it, it's, uh, um, she's going to be reaching her midlife crisis. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she doesn't look 40. No, she doesn't. Um, and, and it looks like they did listen to our show last week because apparently that uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax got scrapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it must have said, yeah, the Wrestling POV guy said, no, nah, let's cut this. So, yeah, uh, well, yeah. no, they, they, they were probably like Wrestling POV guys picked up on our bullshit. Let's, <laughs> let's scrap it. <laughs> These guys are good. Let's scrap it, though. <laughs> These guys are good. All right, oh. it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. <laughs> Marty, Marty, Marty. Ladies and gentlemen, Marty Janetti. Um, so we, like we said earlier in the show, we are no longer going to be having Who's Marty. Uh, starting next week, we'll be picking up on Who's Sean. Thank you, Marty, for fucking that up. Um, but Marty Janetti uh, goes on his Facebook page at least once a day and puts up some ridiculous some posts, shit. some crazy stuff. And uh, this did not change. Um Earlier this week, he posted a post about how uh, he almost got assaulted uh, sexually. And mm-hmm. um, he said basically he attacked the guy and uh, he made him disappear in, in the river. Yeah. And uh, he said that the cops should have checked the river, basically. So mm-hmm. everybody just went crazy. Um, everybody just started resharing yeah. it, retweeting it, putting it on Facebook. And mm-hmm. Marty deleted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But everybody already copied it and uh, screenshot it yeah screenshot it and spread it all over the internet um and it was just everybody was just like yo did marty Janetti just admit to committing murder murder. (laughs) (laughs) like is this real Mm -hmm. um a couple of days later he finally responds and says i didn't say i killed him (laughs) he said that uh he did hit the guy with a brick and he And he said that he just made him disappear, but he said he never that he didn't kill him. Um, <laughs> police, however, are investigating. They're looking into it. Yep. Um, they're looking and up missing so people. So far, everything he said, they have found it to be accurate. Wow! Like, like not accurate. Let me let me let me take that back. The the river that he said that he dumped the body in does exist. Okay. The the place the bowling alley that exists. So. Okay. He's not he if somebody was lying, don't you think don't you think that they would make a fictitious lake or river or a fictitious bowling alley? It is Marty Janetti though. That, that, well that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that's when he was saying where where the river was or the called Chattanooga or something like yeah. that. Chattanooga. And he named the bowling alley. And yep. police already confirmed that yeah, we do have that. <laughs> So, and they did acknowledge the person too. Yeah, so they're looking yeah, so into missing people reports, um, yeah. and uh, from the time and uh, mm-hmm. Marty could be in some trouble now. Now, mm-hmm. I, the way I look at it, if he was about to get sexually assaulted, um, and he was able to defend himself, mm-hmm. do you think that changes anything? I don't know. I don't. Okay, because for me. 
the way I look at it is that he it's self defense. Um, right. And, and then well, he was thirteen. Yes, and that's the thing. And there is a, a, a place that you can't cross when it comes to mm-hmm. self defense. Um, like right. for example, if someone breaks into your home, and you just so happen to grab a knife and you stab them and you put them down, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like that, they'll mm-hmm. be like that's self defense. But if yeah. you go and you start stabbing them sixty times. That's when they're like, okay, that's manslaughter or ag- aggravated assault, and right, you kill them, yeah. you're going to jail. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how it stands for like a teenager, a child, basically yeah. a thirteen year old boy would that. Do- and I will add this too, um, and I'm not making excuses. I really am not. But he was buying weed from this guy. Okay. He was buying so, drugs. Yeah. Not weed. Um, I don't know what kind. It might have been weed. I think it was weed because he's yeah. a big weed smoker. Um, so he was buying weed from this guy. So yeah. Just the way I look at it. The way I look at it, though, um, we'll find out. I mean. Yeah. And on top of that, he also said this wasn't the first time. Yeah. Did you catch so, that? Yeah. This he said that this was not the first time he's done this. Yep. So. And um, he's also been posting some racially insensitive stuff as well. Yeah. Well, so, he's, I guess apparently how this all started was he was breaking up with some girl or some girl broke up with him. Yeah. And he was saying, you don't understand how much I love you. Da, da, da. And then that's when he went on this this tyrant about uh, the person he supposedly murdered. Yeah. And the thing and, is, it, it came off as threatening towards that yeah. woman because yeah. it's like, well, I murdered someone before. Exactly. And no one found yeah. the body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, and even uh, when he when he was talking about uh, that person that he supposedly murdered, he used the offensive word and because he he was about to get raped by this guy, um, and he uh, he also uh, yeah you're right though he used some other uh, racial words, yeah, and uh, so so I mean overall Rick I mean what 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 the hell's going on with my you know, a couple it's, years I ago, mean, I tried reaching out to him, and I, I tried to get yeah. him on the show to talk with him, and uh, it was just always an awkward conversation back and forth with me. I'm not going to go into detail of what we discussed, mm-hmm. but there was just, it just, I always had a sense that something was off, and then when I confirmed yeah. that this was actually his Facebook page, because, you know, I, I started feeling like this is no way yeah. that this is him. And then people were like, no, dude, that's Marty Jannetty. Like, that's... <laughs> it's confirmed that that's his page and that's who he is. And then you start seeing everybody's like, yo, Marty Jannetty's losing his mind. And I'm like, so it all makes sense. This yeah. guy's just been off his rocker for a long time now. I just wish him the best. I just... I wish he got help. I wish he... I, he definitely has a problem. There's with something the, wrong with him. With substance abuse and sexual abuse. Like, he... he He's always posting pictures about women and uh, being yeah. with a bunch of women and stuff like that. So it's just yeah. like, dude needs help. Um, yeah. The Sean awkward, tried to help him. The awkward statements he made about his daughter, too. Yep. And then Jeez. he even attacked Sean on, on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Did he really? Yeah. Just basically making the joke, oh, about Pat Patterson. Saying oh. that uh, the reason why Sean went to Superstar was because Sean went down on Pat Patterson. Jesus, man. Wow. Yeah. And he posted a picture of like action figures 
with a Shawn Michaels action figure and a Pat Patterson action figure <laughs> showing the position. And it's just like, Marty. Dude. Great Scott. Get help, bro. Like, yeah, there's something definitely wrong with him. Um, I tell you this much, and I've said this many times on the show, um, and, and I'll continue to say it too, unfortunately, but the WWE right now is the biggest platform that you can be on. Absolutely. And any time that they bring in an old school wrestler, it always um, ups their value. Yeah. Uh, it always brings them back to light. Because I'm sorry to say, you know, we talked about MVP earlier. And how many people remembered MVP? I know. And Not he much. got merchandise now. Not much. And uh, he, but he was, when he was with WWE, he was a big deal. Yep. They used him properly, in my opinion. He did make a name for himself. When they released him, or yeah, he when they released him, he still went on to make money. He his value at the time, I'm pretty sure, was pretty good. Um, but let's just I'm just I'm not saying this is accurate, but let's just say he did. Uh, he was charging like five hundred dollars a show. Now, after years, uh, he I think he made an appearance in TNA, didn't he? Or no? Yep. Yeah, he did. He did right. He did. And uh, the so, beatdown clan. That's what it was. Yes. So now you're looking at this and thinking, you know, he's he was trying to, you know, get his value back up again because it was probably sinking. Because I'm sorry to say, when your value is at $500 per show, and you haven't been on TV in a while, let's just say a year or two, and you're gonna come up to me and says, yo, I charge $500 a show, you're gonna say, I'm sorry, but you're not worth $500 right now. I'll give you two if you show up. Yeah, it's true. Fifty. So what do what what do these guys try to do? They go to TV. They try to bring their value up. The best way to do it is to get back in WWE. Why? Because that's the pinnacle. That's the top game. So if you make it back there, your value goes straight back up again. He was in TNA. Was his value shot up eh, a little bit? A little yeah. bit. He comes back to WWE. I guarantee you, right now his value just skyrocketed. Especially with this new faction he's formed. So why am I saying this? Because you got somebody like Marty, who was with probably one of the, I'm not going to say the best tag teams, but with a really good tag team in the day, young kids, you know, men, young men. Considered one of the greatest tag teams. I would say top 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would, yeah. I, I would go with that. And was in the WWE. Uh, probably was in one of the biggest storylines um, oh, in yeah. history. Absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest turns of all time. Yeah, I think the biggest, biggest turn, betrayal. I mean, the biggest betrayal because the biggest turn of all time goes to Hulk Hogan for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to be. You know, that's a good subject to talk about, too. Yeah. On quarantine. But, yeah. uh, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, it was. he was part of that. He will forever be in part of that. But does that make your value up or stay the same no it doesn't because after a while like, oh yeah that was cool but it's not cool now <laughs> or whatever it shall be um but i'm pretty sure like his value was sinking and sinking and he probably tried coming back on wwe which he did a couple times yes he did current angle probably, yeah he, uh, his his value probably went up a couple times who knows it goes back down wwc how much of a whack job he is 
you got Triple H there running the show. You got Shawn Michaels in there as part of, you know, running the show. And I'm pretty sure they're like, no, don't ever bring him back. So I'm sure he realizes that. So what does he do? Makes up some crazy shit to try to stay relevant, to try to up his value. Because I'm sorry to say, there's always somebody out there, and we've said this many times. Um, if, if the character is bad or if it's wrong or whatever, uh, there's one idiot out there that'll say, I'll take him in. That, like yeah. there's this one that one um internet guy what the hell super h or something like that what's his oh, name yeah, no. superhuman superhuman oh that yeah idiot. oh god yeah <clears throat> now i i will never endorse this dude ever ever he's untrained never been in the wwe at all he's just this internet dude that says the dumbest shit and then does the dumbest shit that's all i'm gonna do I'm going to say. And actually, and I, honestly, I know I'm like all over the place. He's, um, I was part of the uh, Pro Wrestling Loot Crate, which is you get a surprise baka every month. And they give you an autograph picture, a couple t-shirts, some memorabilia, stuff like that, right? So the one autograph I got was that fucking idiot. Jesus, that's just and, terrible. And you know, you know how he signed it? How? Just with an H. Wow. That's it. The letter H. That's how he signed it. He probably can't spell well, but my gripe about it is that this guy who had no training at all, just somebody, because they kept putting him in shows. Yeah. Untrained. And they were putting him in indie shows. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, but he's trying to up his value all the time, too. And he's never even been in WWE. And WWE will never get him because you look at this dude, he screams backyard. But either yes. way. So Marty, you get Marty, and he's, to me, I, I think he's just doing this crazy shit to try to get his value up. I agree. This Because think of it now. Everybody in their brother that has a wrestling podcast right now is talking about Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Every single one of them. I'm sorry. They are. Of course they are. <laughs> so you want him on your show, what happens? Well, I was charging 150 but... <laughs> I'm going to charge you 500 Wait, what? Hey, you want my story, right? <laughs> Seriously, is it is it a good marketing scheme? <laughs> Admitting to murder? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Marty, poor Marty. I know, like I said, I went all over, but I just had to explain that because somebody like Marty Gennetti will never be back in WWE. No. He will not be a Hall of Famer. Nope. So... The WWE knows how wacky he is, but he's so he's got to try to find some way to up his value. How's he even <laughs> the midnight, maintaining the money? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I said, there's always somebody out there. That's but there's only so pay. many people that are willing to pay. Like you can't survive off of nostalgia, can you? Can he? Can he really survive Jimmy off Snooker of this? And he actually murdered somebody. <laughs> But Vince had his back in that whole thing. That's, yes, yes. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Supposedly, yeah, Vince yeah. had his back in that Supposedly. whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Don't want to get but sued. There's a lot of nostalgia wrestlers out there. They're just still out there. The Midnight Rockers or Midnight Express. No, yeah. is it the Midnight Rockers? Midnight Rockers, yeah. They just Rock and Roll NWA. Express? Rock and Roll Express, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they just won the NWA titles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like in their 60s. Yeah. 
And they're still trying to. They're still trying to. Like I said, when they made that appearance, when they made the Hall of Fame in WWE, their value went up. Of and course. after that, they won the NWA titles. The value went up. <laughs> the value went up even more. Whoa. Oh, Marty. I don't um, know. You don't know. I don't know if this has anything to do with Marty trying to up his value. But dude, he's making a big scene. We're yep. talking about him. Everybody's talking about him. <laughs> Marty, well, get your shit together, brother. Speaking of a big scene, uh, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella each have a baby boy a day apart from each other. Did they plan it? Wow, how cool is that? Um, that is, yeah. Yeah, I think. Sure uh, they yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they were probably like bedrooms apart when they was conceiving. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> Serious. Oh man, um, uh, we're not talking about your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, seeing Daniel Bryan's bare ass. Mm, yeah, had oh. <laughs> to throw that out there. <laughs> um, Austin Theory has been suspended indefinitely yep. from the WWE officially um, yep. because of his whole thing in the speaking out movement of uh, messaging a 13 year old girl. Um, so, uh, is mm-hmm. he done? I think that the, I think they're looking into it. Yeah, um, we haven't seen Velveteen. Just gonna put that out there. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, we we were mm. speculating about that, and uh, yeah. you did say you kept saying how he had lawyers, but uh, mm-hmm. the second the second coming of this, when the speaking yeah. out movie came out, he was targeted again, and uh, mm. he's uh, hasn't been on TV since. Wow, yeah. But then, you know, I do got to say, the ring announcer for AEW, he was part of that speaking out movement, too. too. And he's and still there. St- he's still there. So, yeah, AEW, y'all need to get your fucking priorities straight. But, and yeah, I didn't even notice that. But I think what, obviously, I think they're just waiting to see if it's yeah. if anything's going to come to light of this. Uh, if it comes out to be false or not true, uh, we'll see him back. And he'll be back with Seth. Absolutely. Uh, same thing with uh, um, uh, Velveteen Dream. If nothing comes out of this, uh, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back. Uh, well, Matt Riddle's still wrestling, so um, that's true. It, it, I mean, this is this is a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. I will end on this bit of news. My last bit of news. Some good news. The Rock, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, has purchased <laughs> the XFL. Well, his ex-wife did. His ex-wife has purchased. But if I mention The Rock's ex-wife purchases the XFL, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. But if I say The Rock, well, Dwayne Johnson purchases the XFL, you get excited. I think they both bought it. I'm not yes. sure. He's Is a they... participating partner in right. part of her company. Her company yes. bought it for $15 million, and he has a hand in it. Because obviously, yeah. and, you know, my wife did mention it. It was like um, about the about, – uh, his ex-wife purchasing it you need a face there though you need yeah. somebody to run like yeah. Derek jeter he's part owner of the marlins he's a yeah. minor owner of the marlins not, yeah but you need a major face to be running your mm-hmm. company right to be mm-hmm. promoted out there the rock is that the rock is oh, the no, well, highest it. paid actor in- but for but for me how what what just happened for me just set history because Number one, he owns it. The first black person to own a sports organization. It's true. 
you his ex-wife who they are now like best friends yeah um she handles all his business affairs yeah and she has that company she's the first female owner of a sports franchise absolutely so everybody should this should sports make league do. sports league. league yes yes, yes my bad so it's just, it's huge, so, and you know what? The second coming of the XFL, I went to the first Guardians game. Yes, you did. Wasn't terrible. Was not terrible. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it. You know, it was football uh, during the time where there was no football, so it was just yeah. more football. Okay, I'll take it. So mm-hmm. I was not disappointed in it. Do I think The Rock has? Listen, The Rock has played football. He had his TV show Ballers, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Um, I honestly think. Um, he's going to add a lot to the league itself. And they yeah. said they want to keep the same plans that XFL 2 had. So um, yeah. hopefully this works out. And, and again, let's not forget, XFL did not fail. It went under no. because of this quarantine, because yes. of COVID. If it wasn't COVID, COVID it, it, they would still be running. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, good for them. Do you think they would have been successful, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. People were tuning in. The, the, mm-hmm. The football would have gotten better because there were some blowouts, yeah. you know, but I think it would have gotten better as time yeah. would have progressed. But um, overall, I think uh, XFL does have a future. And now with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think it's going to be <laughs> successful. <laughs> Let's get into some rumors, how, shall we? Yeah, I only got one rumor this week. The current plan right now is for the WWE to hold a draft. They're going to hold another draft come October. Lord. Yep. <sighs> just just leave it as is. You know, it's just like Why? We, we're not even Why following rules. Yeah. They they did the brand split how long ago? And how well know. did that work, though? There's not even gen- GMs or anything. There's you no have, GMs. You have a should fake. They, should they be having GMs? Absolutely. Control? It yep. works with William Regal. For NXT, when you have an issue, well, Mr. Regal has and, to make a decision. You, you, you know what? He's been the GM for a very long time. Absolutely. You know what? Let's do a poll. Should the WWE bring back GMs? Absolutely. We'll do that. We'll do that. Yes. I think that's a good question. I, uh, I want to hear from the fans and see where they come from with this. Because for me, it depends on who the person is. And, but- I, I think... Step like people like Stephanie needs to stay away. Yep. Shane McMahon needs to stay away. Bring yep. somebody else in. You need somebody. If it's working for William Regal to be NXT's GM for God knows how many years. I think they need to do the same. The thing is with William Regal is that he is neutral. He's just yeah. what's best for the company. He's not about yeah. being a heel or being a face, mm-hmm. and he's not on TV all the fucking time. It's That's just true. Every that now and true. then, Mr. Regal got to make then. a decision. Now, wouldn't this be a good idea? I, and I think this would be actually a good idea. Back in the day, the wrestling uh, WWE or WWF at the time had Jack Tunney as president. Yes, I agree. Why don't they just make William Regal president? Yeah, I, I could see that. And that would work. He could if do he's, If he's holding it down like that, and you're absolutely right, you barely see William Regal on TV. Rare. But when he does show, like you said, he's very, very neutral because he does what's best for the company. He can do the same for all three you shows. You know what, Tony? How about that? How about we put a poll about should William Regal be the modern-day Jack Tunney for there all three go. shows? For all we'll three shows, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's, yo, Tony... 
nail hammer mm -hmm. on the head right there yeah you just did that you just did yeah. that yeah yeah and and you know what i swear to god if by next week or the week after that happens <laughs> i am gonna call wwe and i'm gonna be like you owe me some money <laughs> you heard it here first people I think it would be a good idea. I think so. I, that I way, because totally then that way agree. they don't have to worry about who they can bring in as a nostalgic person. No, Makes sense. I yeah, absolutely because agree. Then you're right, though. You're absolutely right what you said because then you bring in somebody like a Kurt Angle. No disrespect to Kurt, but let's just say they bring in a Kurt Angle. It's going to take away. They're take now. You taking Raw the show away because yep. you want to focus on the new GM. Yep. You got somebody like William Regal. First of all, and and again, no disrespect disrespect to William Regal, but who cares? Yeah. But at the same time, how they're doing it with him and NXT. If they do the same thing with all three shows, it's not going to be a problem. It's perfect. It's absolutely it's, perfect. Yeah. You know, and, and then we don't get some random fucking authority figure going after yeah. Nia Jax. Who the fuck is that yeah. guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, again, no disrespect to Paige, but she's no GM. No. She's no GM. You look at Will, William Regal. I see yeah. it. I absolutely see it. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So... He's no Teddy Long. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You know what? For that, Miguel, you have a match with the Undertaker player <laughs> in a tag team. Um, that's all I got for the uh, rumors. Uh, injury. What do you got, Rick? My ears after Miguel, like, <laughs> tried it so hard to yeah. come at me about theater along you know i wish i had control of the soundboard because i would have definitely hit the office one on you right here right now because you deserve that, is, that one that is true that why is true. are you the way you are <laughs> you know what miss you are oh honestly every time i try to do something fun or exciting it just makes no sense make it not that way I hate. This doesn't make sense. So much yeah. about the things it's just that ridiculous. you choose to be. Hey, you know what? He does it on purpose. I push the buttons, and that's what, what I do. do. Oh yeah, you do. You definitely push buttons. You definitely do. You know what? And, and you know what? There are no injuries, but you know what? I do wish injury upon you. And, and you know what else, Miguel? Um, there is a guy that I want you to fight, and I and I think you guys should fight. Um, and his name is Elio Canella, the gentleman. Oh, please. I will wipe the floor with him. I'll tell you why you guys should fight, though. Because on Global, apparently he's trying to start a fight with Taz himself. On the last episode of Wrestle oh, really? Global, he tried to start with Taz. Oh, yeah, and I know. I heard it. And he said if Taz was to step to him, he would run away because he's a coward. Well, <laughs> I can tell you right now, Elio will kick your ass for sure. <laughs> Mr. Rick. You just started something that Elio's gonna regret. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, um, whatever. Let's go into Stay the hot tag part news. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this going to hot tag news, people. Alright, hot tag news this week. We are asking what are your top three SummerSlam matches of all time? We do have the SummerSlam pay per view. Coming up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, what are your top three summer. SummerSlam 
should I read the questions and then us or no? Um, you know what? Just go ahead and read the comments first because I'm still. It's so difficult to get just three matches, and I feel like listening yeah. to some of these will help me out. Get okay. my three down. Well, Clay Cummings, uh, did he have his baby yet? Not yet. She's still holding on to that. She's thing. still boy. Wow. Alrighty. You said it was a boy or a girl? It's a boy. It's a boy. Yes, they're gonna name it Rick. It's confirmed. <laughs> Tony Rick. That's what they gotta call it. <laughs> uh, well, he comes out. He said, "I will have to say my favorites are Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from 2005, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in 2002, and his number one pick was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in 1994." Yes. Uh, he also said so many to choose from, but those three stuck out. Definitely, those three, those, those are three good picks. I mean, a lot of people do uh, like the Eddie versus Ray match. Again, I was kind of drifting off of wrestling during that time, um, so I wasn't. I, I watched it, but I just wasn't really right. big on that story. That story was ridiculous. Like, obviously, yeah. it's Ray's son. But uh, the unsanctioned match with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, I thought was good. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, Owen versus Brett in that steel cage. With the whole yeah. family ringside, that was just epic. I thought it was a yeah. great uh, SummerSlam match. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Josh Sanders, uh, this has to come to no surprise, but he said Edge and Christian versus Hardys versus the Dudleys, the TLC match in 2000. Okay. Uh, Edge versus Taker in Hell in a Cell in 2008. Oh, Lord. And Edge versus Cena in 2006. This guy needs to get, <laughs> like, listen, man, whatever you got to do, like, like if I if I set up you to meet him, would you stop? Like if, if I if Josh, I'm talking to you with this. If if I set you up to meet Edge and I get this to work, like I, like I could pull some strings and I could probably get you to meet Edge. Would you just stop? They, listen, man. I know they have this thing with like everybody saying Edge is Mr. SummerSlam, but yeah. please stop. Please stop. <laughs> All three matches have Edge in them. Yeah. That's enough. Oh, Lord. Elio Canella, he said Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect in 1991. That was great. Eddie, yeah, that was a good match. Eddie Guerrero versus Bray Mysterio in 2005. The Warrior versus Rick Rude in 1990. Wow, is that the one with, with um, oh, no, that was, uh, whose wife was that? That was Jake the Snake's wife. He Jake had the, the Snake. Yeah. 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 Wow, uh, Warrior Tom and, Silver. Yes. Warrior and, that's, wow, okay, Elio. Yeah. Okay. Todd Silver, he said the Warrior versus Rick Rudin, Steel Cage. Austin versus Taker. LOD versus Money Inc. Really? That is, from, listen, that is the one where Hawk was drunk? I think so, yeah. That is the one, yeah, because I was in oh, Wembley Stadium. For oh. sure. That <laughs> wow, Todd Silver. Oh, man. All right, well, I'm going I'm to go with my picks, and then uh, that way you should have more than enough time to marinate and yes. uh, for yours. But mine was the TLC match in 2000. That's definitely a great one. All right. It, I, I think that, that was my number one. Uh, my number two was Shawn Michaels versus Ray, Razor Ramon in the ladder match in 1995. That's the second edition of their ladder mm -hmm. match where things swapped, where yep. Razor became the heel and Shawn was the baby face. Okay, yep. that's a good yep. one. And uh, my last one was was the Bret Hart versus Owen Hart steel cage match in 1994. That is, that's definitely one of the greatest of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely have to agree with that, but it's not in my top three. And I'll go, I'm gonna go name my yeah. top three right now. 
Um, this may come as a surprise. I'm going with AJ Styles defeating John Cena in SummerSlam. Wow, really? This is one of my favorite SummerSlam matches of all time. It's obviously one of my favorites because it's top three. Yeah. And it's when <laughs> I feel like the torch was passed to AJ Styles to carry this okay. company. And I feel okay. like at, this t at that time, he was definitely doing that. Um, and okay. to beat Cena clean, um, yeah. obviously, was just a huge push. Now, this one may come as no surprise as I picked CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. Now, <laughs> what would have made this a number one was if CM Punk would have won the match. But I think this is one of Brock Lesnar's best matches from his return from in, within okay. the last, what, eight years that he's been back. Something like that, yeah. This was actually a great wrestling match with CM Punk, and I thought it was a great story that was being told. Um... And last but not least, I'm shocked this has not been mentioned. Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog in Wembley Stadium. Mm. That's got to be hands down the greatest uh, SummerSlam match. In my opinion, my POV is definitely the greatest of all time. And, and wow. I, I can hear Matt Novak in the background saying, yes, mate, that is the one. That is the one, mate. That's the number one. Wembley Stadium, Anglin, London. That's the one. So I got your back, Matt. Um for sure, Bret Hart losing to the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental mm. title was definitely number one in my book. Yeah. Um, it, it's listen, man. SummerSlam is one of like we always say it's, it's the big four, one of the big yep. four. Um, yep. where would you rank SummerSlam and your big four ranking? What do you mean between uh, Royal Rumble, Roy Rumble yep, and, and Survivor, Survivor Series? Series? Where, where I would, would wow. Ah, man. Obviously, WrestleMania is number one. Okay. For me, number two would be the Royal Rumble. Okay. And I think they would definitely fall number three. Okay. And in Survivor Series <clears throat> And in Survivor four? Series number four, yeah. yeah. You know, and the reason, why, the reason why is because at least with the Royal Rumble, um, there's a surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> Nine times out of ten, they won't say who it is, but obviously lately they have been. But think of it this way. And it was funny because uh, I saw this meme, uh, wrestling meme, and it said the one thing uh, 2020 didn't ruin was Edge's uh, entrance into the Royal Rumble. That's true. <laughs> the, the 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 surprise factor in that it, the building blew up. It did. Um, so that's that's why I, Royal Rumble for me will will be number a strong strong number two. Okay. It's, it's for me. It's not even close with SummerSlam, but it's a, that's how strong it is. Uh, and then obviously WrestleMania. Where, where you put it? See, and that, and that's the thing. Like just thinking about, it, I love SummerSlam. I, I just it was just huge for me. I mean, obviously the biggest party yeah. of the summer, the hottest party of the summer. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot yeah. of great moments, but for me, Royal Rumble is number one. I love Royal Rumble. I think it's, really, it's, it is my absolute favorite pay per view of the year. Every year, I'm excited for it. Um, WrestleMania is number two. And now this is where it gets a little tricky because I love the gimmick of Survivor Series, um, okay. of having a team four on four, five on five, and mm -hmm. over the years, obviously, it's been changed. And obviously, yeah, oh, yeah. over the years, it's been limited. Um, if I was a child or I was a teenager picking this, I would definitely put Survivor Series in number three because I just yeah. loved the whole gimmick of it. I love the Thanksgiving feel to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But over the years, it has grown worse. And it's not been the same. Mm -hmm. So I will put mm -hmm. SummerSlam as number three and Survivor Series as a close fourth. But um, 
I think there's no losers. I think all four are great oh, yeah, interviews. Yeah. I think no, definitely for sure. But I will say this, okay? With all the, the rankings that we just did, um, the reason why I ranked Survivor Series last um, is because of exactly what you just said, too. It's just the fact that lately, uh, the past few years, uh, it has gotten bad. Um, my thing is, at least with the Royal Rumble, there's something at stake. Yes. You win. You go to WrestleMania. And then now, the cool thing about it is that they added the women. You win, you get a shot at the title. A couple, you know, of um, heavyweight title matches or there's a title match, uh, more than a couple title matches in the Royal Rumble anyway. So that's cool to see. Something's on the line. WrestleMania, obviously everything is on the line. SummerSlam, there's always something on the line. A title match or whatever. I'm not saying Survivor Series is not, but there's nothing. Um, I don't want to say on the line. What's the word? The, the, uh, you don't get anything by winning the four on four. There's yeah. nothing. Nothing. You just win bragging rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no, that's it. You. It's like okay, why? So why do this then? It's it's. So that's why for me, uh, Survivor Series is last because of the simple fact that there's really nothing on the line, nothing special. The special thing they have for Survivor Series, and it's just basically bragging rights. That's it. Yeah, but the thing is, the back in the day spectacle of it was you have four heels who would never cross together yeah. joining forces against four mm-hmm. baby faces who would never come together. And it was yeah. just like, okay, so LOD is hanging out with Ultimate Warrior now. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, that's pretty badass. Well, well, yeah, I agree. But that, but like you just said, okay. though, but after time, it, they kind of ruined it. Yeah. Because, now it's... because I would have to say, what, the last five, six years, maybe longer, it's always been Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, and now it's <laughs> Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, which well, could yeah. bring back some of that oomph that was missing. I know last sure. year it brought back a lot of oomph. So yeah. maybe it's oh, yeah, because, series oof. jumps up now. You know? It might. It might. You know, that's a good point that NXT is now involved. And that's cool. I do. I did dig it last year. Oh, I dig it a lot. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I think uh, when those things were happening, it started on SmackDown. And that, that was a couple of SmackDown's wins last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it definitely was. Um, but I, I think for next week... Um, for our hot tag news, how about we throw out what were the three worst SummerSlam matches of all time? Mm. I, I think we'll definitely have, and I'll tell you one thing, Josh, uh, Edge may be in all three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? How about what we can do is uh, instead of doing that, why don't we hear everybody else's rankings for the top four pay-per-views? Okay, we can do that as well. Because that's interesting how you have the Royal Rumble as the number one. Yeah. So um, I think it would be, I want to hear everybody else's. See okay. what their number one is or number two or what's last. And hopefully uh, a lot of the fans out there will give uh, an explanation of why. And, of course, we will have some people that will just ruin it. <laughs> yes. They'll, they'll say, where's money in the bank? Shut up. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, if somebody does that, I swear. Oh, Lord. <laughs> If they oh. if they add an AEW paper, I'm definitely. Where's Double or Nothing? <laughs> Double or Nothing's number one, man. All right. Uh, Always I think happens, Rick. It does, and um, I think so. because of that, I think we we should definitely uh, take a break, a little pause yeah, for the a cause. Break. 
And when yeah. we come back, we'll go over this week in wrestling. Yeah, and sure. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Ted DiBiase, the main dollar man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. <laughs> hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to CollarNovelBrand.com where former rocker, not Marty Janetti, but Al Snow <laughs> created a company called the Collar Neville Brand. Go to CollarNovelBrand.com. Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. That's right. Use promo code WPOV and save yourself 10% on anything at CollarNovelBrand.com. Also, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Dot com slash wrestling pov and collect your wrestling pov merchandise today get four great t-shirts for 19.99 each plus shipping and handling uh wrestling pov global even has a brand new t-shirt that you would yeah. definitely love to wear a legend gentleman yeah. t-shirt if you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on that would be great <laughs> okay all righty then so yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I, I'm just sick and tired of hearing his mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh yeah! 19.99. Buy a shirt. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. This weekend wrestling. You know you've yeah, been this... talking a lot today. You haven't been talking this much at all. <laughs> I know. And also, I've been doing a lot of things on the Twitter machine. I go on Twitter and I put up different polls for you guys to help you guys out. Well, thank you for that. I do appreciate that. <laughs> it's the least you can do. You know, Tony, we gave him control of, over Twitter yeah. two years ago. Yep. And we lost followers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I speak my mind. You don't have a mind. You have stuffing. <laughs> Fucking puppet. <laughs> All right. This week in wrestling, raw notes. All right. Um, where do I begin? Jesus. Um, my <laughs> highest. I have two highest moments of raw. Uh, Apollo Crews versus MVP. I gave it a two and a half. And the uh, last part, uh, Seth promo with Samoa Joe getting involved. I gave that a two and a half. And I don't because now I tell you the reason why. And it was only because I thought, I'll, I'm like, all right, this is different. Now yeah. we're going to see some, more, and then it didn't happen. So I was kind of disappointed. Um, and, and then the underground thing, way to spoil Shane's return. Again, why spoil all that? It could have been so much better if you just kept it a secret. They're trying to increase ratings. I get it. But since when was Shane a ratings increaser person? No. Oh. They could have just kept it a surprise because that's the one thing the WWE does wrong is they ruin the surprise because they want to attract ratings. In my opinion, if you just do it, the word and they have to understand this. The word spreads so quick online yes. in the Internet. And that's what they have as, as far as an advantage go that. People then will tune in. Oh, wait, what? Why is he back? Wait a minute. What's going on? But then for them to ruin it, I was I was a little upset. Um, all right, so low points. Uh, nice promo. Oh, that God. was the lowest point for me. I 
I just didn't like it because, like you said, who the hell is that guy that's all of a sudden an authority figure that just <laughs> fired her without pay? Doesn't make sense. Um, Peyton Royce, these are my side notes now, but the yeah, the lowest was nice promo, unfortunately. With the whole underground thing, I, you figured that would be, but it unfortunately wasn't. Uh, Peyton struggled a little bit with her promo. She did. Did you guys you guys uh, notice that? I noticed it, yeah. He, she Yeah, she um, she struggled a little bit. And uh, I was after what we just said about them, I was kind of like, whoa. All right. And then, okay. and then Vince McMahon is actually behind uh, Bianca mm-hmm. Belair and Peyton Royce. Did not mention Billy Kay. Wow. So hopefully there's no... Uh, Curveball, and they split up the iconics. They need I hope each not other. because I like I like Billy Kay. I we do both too. said that she is the Sean of the group. Yes. Um. Yeah. And Raw Underground's my side note. We'll talk more about that once you get started. But uh, I am putting <laughs> something in the book. Oh yeah, what is it? And granted, Drew has improved as far as his promo skills go. Okay. But homie, stop doing this. Randy Orton. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Breathing all in the mic. <laughs> I can't do it because I got sinus problems. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, dude, that's a... I... <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> like, take the mic away. <laughs> oh, my God, you don't know how annoying that is. Now watch. Now when everybody watches Drew, uh, Drew's pro, <laughs> they're going to realize, like, damn, you're right. So I'm, I'm putting it as Drew's dragon breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's going in the book. All right. Uh, Drew's Dragon Breath. You just made the book. <laughs> All right. And uh, overall, I gave Raw 1.85 this week. Wow. Almost mm-hmm. double on what I gave it this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> Monday Night Raw is going to get its lowest rating for me ever. This show and You know was... what's odd? I forgot to get the ratings for this week, but I did saw Raw's rating went up significantly. Oh, because of Shane McMahon. But I will oh tell God, you this. You're kidding me. This is the lowest rating I've ever given Monday Night Raw because it was really? absolutely despicably horrible. <laughs> and you know what, Tony? Um, about a month ago at a pay-per-view, I gave... Uh, oh, it was at WrestleMania, I believe, where I gave the... the, the what's the name? Street Profits a zero mm-hmm. because they did that stupid spoof with the Viking Raiders. You know, yeah. and, and I said, I said, Tony, this is going to be my only one. But you know what, Tony? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is definitely the last one. Um, <laughs> Raw on the ground is getting a fucking zero. There is no <laughs> way. First of all, you have this horrible thing where you have Shane McMahon saying, you guys want to tune in tonight at 10 p.m. with the, You're going to want to see this. What the yeah. fuck? Like, you just spoiled it even more. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to see it already. Like, I I didn't care about Shane McMahon coming back. Now, you're showing me why he's back, and now I really don't (laughs) want to watch it. (laughs) That being said, there were in a lot of... There was a lot of .5s as well. Tozawa defeating Truth and Benjamin. I mean, that Mm. was ridiculous. .5. Nia Jax's promo, .5. Garbage. Like, she is garbage on the mic. She is terrible... Tony, I, I I can't with her no more. And the thing is, <laughs> the problem is with Nia Jax, they always put her on after somebody cuts a good fucking promo. Yeah. Last week, it was Randy Orton cutting an amazing promo. This week, 
You know, Drew McIntyre started off this promo, and I said, this is the same shit everybody says about <laughs> Randy Orton. And then all of a sudden it changed. Randy Orton said the same thing. This is what everybody mm. says to me. And then Drew got serious. And I gave it a 2.5. That's actually my highest rating. Even though you gave him Dragon Breath and you put him in the book, I gave it a 2.5. <laughs> that is my highest rating Jeez. of Monday Night Raw this week. Wow. And I will tell you this. This whole thing with uh, Ford and, and the Street Profits, uh, he's poisoned. And yeah. Bianca Belair, he, I don't go here. What are you <laughs> doing? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, the, how do we know? And, and Dawkins' acting skills was disgustingly yeah, bad. bad. That bro. was bad. Bro, yeah. everybody says that he was poisoned, bro. Yeah. Come on. How do you know? Like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I didn't know he was fucking poisoned. How did you know he was poisoned? Yeah. You know what? Overall, I gave Raw a point nine. Wow. <laughs> and I do want to put something in the book. Okay. And it's because Zelina Vega, what the fuck were you wearing? What the? <laughs> and, and, and because of that, I want to put the Blessed Mother Zelina in the book. <laughs> what in holy Christianity were you thinking? What is it called again? The Blessed Mother. Mother Zelina. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how are we wow. supposed to take you serious? I, I know, Tony, I know she loves cosplay. I know she loves all that shit. Yeah. But how am I supposed to take you seriously wearing that? It's true. There's no way. Yeah. So, blessed Mother Zelina, you just read the book. <laughs> awesome. All right. Awesome. It's now time for our NXT POV Mamma Mia. Yeah. Now, Tony... This was apples and oranges away yeah. from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> this yeah. is this is totally a, a different show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my highest point, and it's actually been this is pretty much the highest I've given in a very long time. I've given Dakota Kai defeating Rhea Ripley a four. I wow. thought this was a great match. Not just for women. I just thought it was a great match altogether. Mm-hmm. And and I was hoping that Dakota Kai won. But I was like, how are you going to make Dakota Kai win without making mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley look small? Yeah. You know, because yeah. Rhea Ripley needs a come up, you know. And mm-hmm. they did it perfectly. Because now you put her against somebody like Mercedes Martinez, which is a great storytelling. And you get Dakota Kai to fight Io Shirai at NXT yeah. TakeOver 30. So great storytelling. A great match overall. I just thought it was great. All together. Um, yep. My lowest point, and I gave it a one, was Lee defeating uh, Kevin Grimes. Eh? <laughs> um, I, I don't like this Lee. Do not like it. I, yeah. I don't, like the, the, the slow pace. He's never had a slow pace match in his yeah. life. He's yeah. walking slowly. He got this mean mug on his face. I understand you're angry. But, bro, like fight the way you fight. Add some more aggression to the way you fight, but don't just yeah. start walking around like the Undertaker did back in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, I gave NXT this week a 2.4. And I do have Holy to say, shit. Bronson Reed defeating Shane Thorne, I gave that a 3. I thought that was a great... I, Shane oh, Thorne wow. is really good. He is really good. Uh, yeah. Priest defeating Lurkin and Rich Holland, who's also Ooh. really good, I gave that a 3. 
Um, I do have to say this, though. I am not impressed with Pat McAfee at all. I'm glad they, they <laughs> did this thing where the wrestlers are turning on him. Yeah. Beth Phoenix walking away from the booth. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels getting upset with him. But seriously, I'm supposed to now take Adam Cole as a baby face because Pat yeah. McAfee is yeah. talking shit? Come on. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll, I'll keep an eye on that. And it is official. They will be fighting. Yeah. Yeah. At NXT Takeover, I want to see him do the sunrise. What is it? The uh, Panama Sunrise, the, the Canadian sh- Destroyer to Pat McAfee. Ooh. That's not gonna happen. That's a difficult fucking move to take. Yeah, if Pat it is. McAfee takes the, the Panama Sunrise, I tell you what, I'll give that <laughs> match a three and a half just because of that move. Give it a four. I give it a four. I give it a four. And you right. know what? If he pulls that move off, I'll put it in the match of the year, Ken. Oh my god, that's a little bit too much. That's a little bit too much. Oh, it's so, not gonna I, happen. I, we don't have to worry. Yeah, yeah. it may no, happen. I, I agree with you. Um, I'll go with my lows. The Keith Lee versus Cameron Ryan's. I gave it a one and a half. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Indy Hardwell. I gave it a, a one and a half. Um, actually, the Keith Lee Cameron Grimes. I gave it a one and a half. Sorry, I'm reading other shit. Uh, unfortunately, I gave Bronson Reed and Shane Thorne. I gave that a one and a half. Okay. Uh, the highest moment for me. Uh, there was a couple two and a halves. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. I gave it a two and a half. And the thing is, I agree with you because of the simple fact that they were planting this seed. With um, uh, Rhea Ripley and um, what's the guy's name again? Robert Stone. Um, Robert Stone. Uh, they've been planting that seed for a while, and then now we see it, which was a good way for Rhea Ripley to lose um, without really damaging her. I'm yeah. not a fan of her hair color, though. It's like it, it's just something that's off about it. Um, another two and a half I gave was uh, Damien Priest versus Ronnie Lorgan and Ridge Holland. I gave it two and a half. Now, is it me or do you get like a Razor Ramon vibe from Damien Priest? You know, I've been thinking about this for weeks and I I wanted to bring it up because he does remind me a lot of Razor Ramon. Mm -hmm. I don't like it that they call it the Razor's Edge when he does it. Um, Oh, really? They do? I didn't even notice that. They do that. And I I wanted to ask you, do you think they should do away with that where, like, they call the uh, the, uh, the angle slam when Shorty G does it, the angle slam, um, or they'll... They'll mention Ric Flair. Like, they don't mention Ric Flair when they say figure. Just say the name of the move, you know? Yeah. Don't, you don't have to say, you can call it a crucifix bomb. You don't need to call it the Razor's mm. Edge. I, I think what it is is, I mean, they're trying not to disrespect the wrestlers that came up with those moves. Yeah. So that's why they do that. Um, but I do agree. I mean, if they can come up, like if Damian Priest, like what you just said, what did you just call it? The crucifix bomb, which is the what crucifix it's called. Bomb. Well, yeah, no, I know that, but if Damien Priest calls it like the Priest Bomb or the Cruci- or, or keep it as the Crucifix Bomb, I don't know, or the Archer Bomb or something like that. Oh, no, yeah, I get you. That would be fine. To pay homage of those who created that move, I think, I don't know, I'm like half on it. I'm 50-50 on it. I think they should, um, if they can give it a name, give it a name, but I think they're more concentrating on giving their finishers a name. So yeah. that way they can still, you know, because there's finishers out there like uh, Charlotte's figure eight. Uh, the only reason why they call it figure eight is because she's, you know, pushes herself up with her arms. 
adding two more limbs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> no. Um, but uh, what is it? The bank statement. Uh, that's similar to who? Chris Benoit. And yeah. obviously, they're not going to call it that. Um, so I think they concentrate more on their finisher than they do the regular move sets the uh, throughout yeah. the match, you okay. know, and and uh, they only, like I said, they they do it because they don't want to disrespect the people that created those moves. But no, I agree with you. I, I think it's uh, it's funny that we just said that about Damian Priest resembling, um, not resembling, but attitude and a little bit of the looks. Like he's a newer version of the Razor Ramon, but to call it the Razor's Edge, then I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one there. That is a hard one. But I think they don't, like I said, they only do it because they don't want to disrespect the people who created those moves. But at the same time, it's, it kind of makes it hard for people to come up with moves. Yeah. For, because their fear is they're going to only call it the angle slam. They're only going to call it the razor's edge. Why am I going to do that? I'm trying to be my own person and this and that. One person we definitely hate talking about on this show is Taz. Taz is Fucking, he got his head shoved so far up his ass because the minute he sees somebody doing one of his moves, he always says, well, they should at least acknowledge that I'm the one that did it. Call it the Taz Plus because that's what it was. I'm the one that created. No, you didn't create it, dumbass. God, I can't stand it. Wait until we talk about AEW, man. Oh, God. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the whole Pat McAfee thing, I get it. He was a punter. I understand that, and he punts Adam Cole, and you. Uh, but you can't have that when you just brought back Randy Orton's that, punt kick. That's true. You know, well, like, it depends on how they do it. Like yeah. if they really do do it, do it to where he's aiming at the head, then you're absolutely right. You just brought back the punt kick that that Randy Orton does, and now you're gonna have this guy do it as a finisher. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but it, they, I knew they were going to do something like that, but you're right to have Adam Cole as a baby face and Pat McAfee you know, with the bullshit that he said and triple A's pushing him two times. <laughs> oh my Lord. And, and then he has um, like a, like a voice like, like this is like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. And then he went, yeah. <laughs> what you're a bitch. Bitch. What is wrong with this guy? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing I'm not looking forward to. Like, why? <laughs> but I do like his attitude. As far as for a heel, I do. I did like that. But Tony, it's we always said unusual. it. It's easy huh? for people to be a heel. Exactly. It yeah. is. It is. But at the same, what you just said though, I can't take Adam Cole as a baby face. No, I can't. Um... With that being said, uh, oh, another honorable mention I do is is Legado de Fantasma. Yeah, I'm telling you, I really like that group. Yeah, I really like they. This dude, uh, Fantasma, he is killing it as a leader of that group. I really that that is something. I'm afraid that they don't mess up when they make the uh, to the main roster. Yeah. Now, if they included Lucha House Party in that group and Fucking get rid of the name Lucha House Party altogether. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool uh, stable there. I agree. But uh, yeah, but overall, I gave NXT a one point nine two this week. All right, uh, let's go into AEW Dynamite. <laughs> um, for me, the highest point 
had to be uh, Dark Order defeating the Elite. Uh, oh, I gave wow. it. A, I gave it a three. Um, okay. Wasn't the best, but I thought it was good enough to be the best match on the mm. card. Um, okay. I don't like six on six matches or five on five it's, matches. It's just yeah. too too, too chaotic, and yeah. uh, I don't. I still don't understand why the elite is hanging out with FTR. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I don't get it. Um, I do have to say though, it was great. I, I'm enjoying the Dark Order now. I'm enjoying what okay. they're they're showing. However. <laughs> There's no reason why the Dark Order should be in a match with Cody and yeah. Matt Cardona, Cardona, whatever the fuck your name is. Cardona. I gave that a 1.5, but that wasn't my lowest moment. My lowest moment is Big Swole mm. defeating Reba. Reba has no business being in a, a ring. No. She is so not ready for the business. And if she was acting, she acted really bad she at being really, a bad wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Big Swole is no better. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I gave it a .5. Um, I do have to say another high sport. Actually, it's the same thing. I gave it a three. The AEW debate and I, Tony, I wanted really? to hate this. I wanted to hate this so badly. But when Orange <laughs> Cassidy started talking, I lost it. I lost my shit. I was laughing hysterical. And then when he got serious. And said, look at me, Chris. It's going to be embarrassing for you when you lose to me. And that's it. I was just like, you know what? That is a perfect way to end that. Honestly, I thought it was a great moment. Um, But I do have to say this. This Matthew Hardy thing is not going to go over. But I will Mm -hmm. say this. Sammy Guevara should be fired. He should be (laughs) fired for that chair shot. How fucking... Here's here's the side uh, thing on this. Give me... Uh, well, apparently he grabbed the wrong chair. Okay. Um, he didn't grab the gimmick chair, which is the regular fold-out, you know, steel where the flat end, that's what he was supposed to throw at him. Uh, they said he panicked and grabbed the wrong chair because he couldn't find the gimmick chair. Uh-huh. So that's why he grabbed that chair when he threw it. It just, like I saw it, the, the that lip part, the top lip just like hit his head. Like, um, the way he threw it, he threw it, he torpedoed it straight yeah. at his head. Yeah, <laughs> there was no time for Matt to put his hands up or anything. Yeah, yeah. he was literally. I, if, I think if he had the gimmick chair, no matter how fast you throw it, you know, it's it would have been on the good part of the chair, and uh, I don't think anything would have happened to Matt. But it was just unfortunate for Sammy to panic like that. And grabbed the wrong chair. Like, he couldn't uh, find it. So, he was, like, panicking because, obviously, yeah. cameras are on him. So, he just grabbed the nearest fucking chair and threw it. And uh, that's what I'm sorry. You should not be throwing a fucking chair within five feet of a person at full fucking a lot speed. Of, a lot of the wrestlers have done that, you know. Uh, but what's they grab name? it. Rob, Rob Van Dam. He yes. was famous for that. But, but, but we're at a different time now where we understand mm-hmm. how concussions fucking work. And not only yeah. that, Tony, he didn't grab it from the side. Like, when you grab the two sides of a chair, you yeah. throw it forward. He grabbed it from the bottom and from the top and fucking chucked it. So, yeah. of course, the top of the chair is going to hit him in the fucking face because mm-hmm. you're not throwing it horizontally mm-hmm. or vertically. But I think, you do I it think horizontally. His, I think his rationale was that he grabbed the chair with the cushions on it, if you noticed. Yeah. And he thought in his rational head thinking 
that nothing was gonna, you know, Bro. It, this won't be that bad. I'm but sorry, man. If worst if, luck in the world. If I if I have a job and I fucking do, well, it wasn't that bad, or it could have been worse, or yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be this bad. <laughs> and I told my boss, listen, I didn't think I was gonna burn the school down. I'm getting fucking fired. <laughs> This guy does not. Listen, I am sorry, yo, man. I'm a, Sammy Guevara is already on my shit list. This yeah, is a fireable, is. a fucking fence. <laughs> I am sorry, man. Matt they Hardy did, needed. They did say that um, he got a stern talking to. Yes, they did say that because Matt Hardy was fucking pissed. He was pissed. Needed yeah, ten 14, stitches. Fourteen. 10, Fourteen stitches and mm-hmm. fucking concussed. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I gave AEW a one point nine this week. Wow. So me and you have basically the same thing, um, except for the Eric Bischoff, the uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy <laughs> debate. Um, <laughs> I think I might call you Apple Serrano after this shit. But I mean, it was for me. I was just like, this was just dumb. And it, the thing of it is, Jericho works well when somebody's debating back with him when they're going back and forth. He's a genius at comebacks, and that's what he does. So you can still see Jericho not really struggling, but he was still, like like how we say about Jeff Hardy, how he needs the crowd to get over. Yes. Jericho, he needs he needs that alter uh, altercation for his promos to work. And, and when they did the whole thing, when he was throwing logic, uh, uh, Orange Cassidy, it... it it, for me, it just threw the whole thing off. Speaking and of crowd, that that pumped in crowd noise does not fucking work with AEW. Yeah. It yeah. sounds awful. It's it's bad, yeah. But I mean, just the questions that was being asked was dumb. Why? That was just a one off for Eric Bischoff, and I get it. He shouldn't but have why? been there. I'm sorry. Uh, he shouldn't have been there. He looked lost. He looked like he didn't even want to be there anyway. He had heat with Tony Khan, and apparently they squashed it. But I think he just. Did a poor job and wanted to fuck it up anyway. Um, now, my highest moment, though, of AEW was Darby Allen versus John Moxley. I gave it a wow. three. I, I enjoyed okay. it, and, and I'm not a fan of Darby. Um, the lowest point was Reba versus Big Swole. I'm a fan of Big Swole, but I was not a fan of this match. Very, very sloppy. If she, like I said, if she was faking it, then okay, fine. I get it. I understand it. But my thing... The, this is a side note. Um, the best friend's uh, van. Yeah. Um, then they destroyed it. That was my mother's van. I, when did this happen? When did this become a storyline, number one? Number two, if, was this supposed to be funny? I don't get it. <clears throat> I, I mean, the only thing that it does for me, and, and yeah, they did bring it up because there were a couple of times where the mom, there's a pay-per-view where the mom drove them with the van. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But oh, for okay. me, the thing that bothers me about it is because this was supposed to be Santana Ortiz's like serious moment. Yeah. And, and I got that from them where, where they say, tell mm-hmm. your mom I said, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that part. But I did aside too. from that, it's just like you're making a comedy mm-hmm. out of it. And I'm, I wasn't even a, a fan of the best friends defeating Santana Ortiz. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The only thing I really appreciated about this was that Santana Ortiz got some kind of revenge. And it yeah. was on the van. Yep. And hopefully they go over on them again. Because Santana... I hope so too. Split up Santana Ortiz from the inner circle. Let them run. Listen. Put Eddie Kingston back with them. Mm. <laughs> Create LAX yeah. again. You know? 
Now, but here's here's my issue, and the reason why I brought this up, and this might not seem like anything for the casual listener or viewer, but as a pro wrestler, as a former wrestler myself, I look at all these little intricate things that could have done it better, or if I see it, I'm going to call out on it. Now, I will say this. The WWE, what they do well is that they cover their asses as far as everything else goes. Now, if they did this scene, and like I said, I know this isn't going to sound like a lot to most people, but it does to me. If WWE did this scene, they would have at least put a fake fucking license plate on the goddamn van. I saw Tony. Tony, I said the same thing. <laughs> the least you could have done. Yeah. You could have put BFF's mom. Or exactly, or, BFF you know, mom, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you did it on paper. Jesus. There was no license plate on there, and it's kind of, all right, come on. You know? There was so, a I mean, camera like, I, in the van. If you want to pick yeah, it apart. Yeah, there was camera, yeah. A camera in the van. And WWE has done that before, where they had, they like, have. a camera they in have. the limo or some shit. But yeah. it doesn't make it good. Like, no. you're supposed to know that that's not good to have a fucking camera exactly. inside the van. I would have just appreciated that segment more if they did those little things. Not do the camera inside the van. Put a fucking license plate on the damn thing. It, it was ridiculous. I hated it. it I know people are listening and are like, why are they making a big deal about it? It's the little uh, things, okay? It's the little things, exactly. And so, just like that, I, I don't know. But uh, I gave AEW a 1.71 this week. All right. So now it's time for the Wednesday Night Delight where we have NXT go head-to-head against Mm -hmm. AEW. Currently, NXT is ahead 26 to AEW's 14. Um, Currently, AEW has won, I think, three weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, AEW? Yeah. Um, So I will tell you this, that uh, Elio Canella and... Um, TJ Logan have voted, and they both voted in favor of AEW this week. Wow! Now, Ooh. where did where does that leave you? Where are you voting? Well, the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, um, the promo on NXT from Karen uh, Cross. Unbelievable! Loved it. Yeah. Uh, that was it. But uh, my decision <laughs> now, I have NXT. As far as my my rating go, I have NXT beating AEW 192, 1.92 to 1.71. Um, honestly, these were both tight shows. These two were really, really close. I was entertained with AEW, and that's rare to hear that out of my mouth, even though I was just complaining about the minivan thing. But I was also entertained with NXT. Uh, uh, Phantasma, that segment. Um, the even the final segment with uh, Pat McAfee, I thought that was entertaining. I love the Damian Priest match. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go with AEW this week. Wow. I'm gonna go with AEW. Yeah, I I think I was more entertained with AEW by just a smidgen. They had blood. I'll give it. Wow. I'll, I'll say it because oh, of they had a lot of one it. of them was an accident. <laughs> um, that is shocking. Um, I'm going. I'm going with NXT. I thought NXT was the better overall show. Mm. Um, you know, thank God that you voted because for AEW because then we would have had a tie, yeah. and then Miguel Cole would have had to break the tie. <laughs> Kept him out of it. And you know he would have voted wherever Tom was voting, so it doesn't matter. That's true. You goddamn right. <laughs> so all right, so AEW is riding a streak. 
AEW now has 15 to yeah. NXT's uh, 26. Um, it wow. is now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown. Oof. You know, Josh Sanders commented during SmackDown. It was like oh, basically saying, uh, what the hell was that with the 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 with Braun Strowman and the Fiend? Oh, the Fiend. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You're absolutely right, Josh. That was atrocious. That was disgustingly bad. What the fuck? Now, what the... was bad about it? Was it Braun's promo or was Braun's it the Fiend? promo? The Fiend was yeah. fine. The Fiend was just the, the Fiend. fiend. You know? I tell you, man. Just I know it's the mask, but just it, it's the way he was just staring. Yeah, um, oh, it God. works. But it does Braun does. Strowman is horrible? Yeah. First of all, it looked like he was in a bathroom. Like he was he fucking. Did. He was taking oh, a shit. I'm taking a shit, and <laughs> I'm taking feed. a monster dump. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get these? Wait, let me wash them. <laughs> Sterled hands. Hands. Like, come on. <laughs> you want to talk about Seth Rollins? Doing Braun's voice hurts yeah, my throat. Oh. I bet it does. I bet it does. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, my lowest point was the Fiend and Braun promo. I gave it that a point uh-huh. five. I also gave the dirt sheet a point five. What are you mm. doing? Mandy's hair? This is where we're. This is where we're at right now in wrestling. Like this, and, and let's get something together. Are we the dirt sheet or are we on Miss TV? It's the I same know, right? fucking setup. Isn't it the same setup and the same fucking concept and the same fucking, fucking thing? Miss TV should be uh, canceled unless Miss is by himself. Yeah. If you're gonna have Morris in there, it's fucking the dirt sheet. Yeah. I should have said that last week, but now I'm saying it this week. Also, <laughs> another point five I gave out retribution at the end. The fuck yeah. were you guys doing? <laughs> First of all, they're running around chasing people away. Fine, that that whatever. You're hitting things with your weapons, and then when you go into the crowd, you drop your weapons and you hit them with your fist. Why are you not using your weapons? <laughs> and obviously, there's they, there's a few females they got they're in there, and one of them has brown curly hair. <laughs> well, there's two women, like I can tell. But they're yeah. all the same fucking height. All five of them are like five yeah. foot two. Yeah. So like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Is this fucking Lucha House Party behind this mess? Like, what the fuck? Bingo! It, it, it's terrible. I mean, Elio Canella yeah. could fucking tower over them. Jeez. No offense, Elio. <laughs> um, and then they destroyed nothing. They, they fucking... First of all, the, the black did not go well on the plexiglass oh, the or in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. The red stood out, the red spray paint, but the black yeah. did not stand out at all. Someone fucked yep. up that. And then what do you do? You fucking chainsaw the ropes? <laughs> that, that's, that's your destruction? That's your that's, retribution? That is, their, that is their destruction. And and But did you notice? But I, I, I know there was spray cans, but the one guy carrying the bag, you know, I honestly thought they were going to set the ring on fire. Would have been something different. I, it would have been something different. But instead, he had spray cans, and I was just like, oh, boy. Overall, I, I mean, the highest point I gave to Cesaro defeating Dorado, I, I wow. enjoyed it. I think Lince Dorado is a star. I didn't like, did not like that promo, though. Whack. I don't like words <laughs> like that. It's just so simple. Overall, lazy. it's lazy. You're absolutely right. Um, and then all the Sheamus and Corbin. I liked it that yes. they said backstage after Sheamus uh, 
uh, lost his match against Riddle because of DQ. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this will progress into a story down yep. the line. No, we had them appear three fucking times, including a match. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Um, overall, I gave SmackDown this week a 1.3. Um, wow. What are you going with? Um, for me, like I said, the lowest point, or well, like you said, the lowest point, I, it was a dirt sheet. I gave it a 0. 0.5. It was just bad. Um, but honestly, my highest point didn't even go past the two. Uh, so I'll just read it off real quick. Miz and Morrison versus him machinery. I gave it a two. Um, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. I gave it a two. It wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty decent. Me too. Um, but, but for me, if with all the twos that stood out and this is odd, the one, two that I did give, it was for Bailey and Sasha's promo with Steph. Yes. And I appreciated it because Steph was just like, even though you found a way, but here's the deal. You know, I, I just like segments like that because she was planting more stuff for us in the future, which was I'm now I'm looking forward to Raw this week because they're having a, a battle royal. Yes, uh, with all three with all brands, three brands, which so is I'm looking different to that. Yes. Yeah, which is different. So, um. I, I think that's the one that stood out most of all. Um, the one thing, and this is a side note, I do, and and and, and when I saw this, I was like, okay, I like this. Was Sonya Devere, Devere, Deville's Devere. pairing with the Miz and Morrison. When they came out good. together, yes. I'm like, you know what? It kind of fits. Yep. So I, I'm just kind of hoping that they still stick together and yes. not drift Sonya Deville away. Keep her with them because she kind of almost looked like their manager. Similar, almost. So I was appreciative of that. Um, But I am adding another thing into the book. We did just touch base a little bit on uh, retribution. Um, You're you're right. I'm I'm curious to know where they're going with this. Because if all they're going to do is just go out there and just break shit and not go anywhere with this, then it's like, all right, you guys are wasting my fucking time. But I am putting... Retribution's orgy sounds is going in the book. Absolutely, it's so, great. like they were like, yes. ah, e, ah, e. You know, ooh, I was ooh, like, what yeah, is this a oh, fucking orgy? Ooh. Yeah, that's so, it was terrible. So Retribution's orgy sounds All goes right. in the book. Retribution's orgy sounds. You just read the book. <laughs> so overall, I gave SmackDown a one point six four this week. Wow, um, yeah. you've been generous lately. Um, all right, it is now time for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, Raw is ahead eight to Sm- to NXT six to SmackDown's two. Uh, mm. Tony, I am definitely going with NXT this week. Yeah. I gave Raw my lowest ever. Uh, SmackDown was a close second, uh, and I gave NXT the first place a spot. Um, mm-hmm. What you going with NXT as well? Yeah, yeah. But it's weird because how, in order, like, I have Raw beating SmackDown in my ratings, uh, 185 to 1.64. But my list, it would go NXT, SmackDown, and then Raw. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one. And you know what's funny? Elio Canella, I said, Elio, we need you because... If we we have a tie, we gotta we need you to break the tie. Elio changed his fucking mind three times. Elio went <laughs> he went from Raw to in first place, and he's like, no, 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 SmackDown. And then just minutes ago, he's like NXT, no NXT, SmackDown, <laughs> and then Raw. I was like, all right, that, oh, that's boy. what it is. So um, 
NXT would have won anyway. So NXT yeah. now has seven. So it's eight to Whoa. seven to two. Um, let's open up the book. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. All righty. That's all we got left anyways. <laughs> I think. I don't even know anymore. Oh, my Lord. All right. So, so those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happened in the week of wrestling. And, boy, were we adding them in the past two weeks, boy, because the list is full. I mean, full to the, oh. And, uh, like I said, it's just so we can get a good laugh, and we sure do need it in a time like this. And uh, you, the fans, also have... Uh, every right to say, hey, why don't you put this in a book? I'm getting a little bit tired of it. And we'll discuss it. More than likely, we'll put it in there, too, just so we can get a good laugh. So, uh, you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Fuck him. Uh, Garza's cousin, Speedos. You know, when this dude pulled off his pants, <laughs> Dawkins, in the match, I said... <laughs> Listen, uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. You know what? The only reason why we have this in the book is to remind us of how yes. dangerous, how dangerous Elimination <laughs> Chamber matches can be. And also to bring up the point that the Riot Squad is back together. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, we never even mentioned that. <laughs> I'm the wrong nose. It's fucked up. Uh, it stays. Uh, coronavirus. Stays. Jeff Hardy's one gallon dehydrated piss jar. What the fuck is happening with Jeff Hardy? Are they not going to mention that his fucking face got painted and he had different color contacts in during a bar fight? Like, how yeah. the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and no one mentions it. They They went silent. <laughs> they went silent. That's what happened. Unbelievable. Stays. All right. Uh, MVP's older brother suit. That stays because he's doll. Something bro. about Mary's high tail. Uh, he wasn't that underground. He wasn't underground. Like, Lord, why are they yeah. doing this? Viking Raiders room underground. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I would take it out. I'm done with like Dolph. Take I, it out. He's done. If he's, if he's in the underground, he's not gonna be wearing ponytails. I don't think. Or maybe he will. I'm gonna put it back in. Yeah, if he does, we'll put it back in. Uh, the TNT title. Stays. It's Stays. August 12th is around the corner. Right around the next corner. Week. Next week. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Michael Cole's foot fetish. Uh, <laughs> you saw the way he was staring at Matt Riddle during his I, match? You know what? It's going to stay because of that. So we, so it stays. He was staring at him like, ooh, Mr. Betterfeet, man. <laughs> Why did I did an accent for Michael <laughs> Cole? Mr. Betterfeet, man. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Mr. Barefoot Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Barefoot Man. Shabba. All right. <laughs> Jericho and Khan's demo. Demo guy stays. stays. Ruby Riot's green weave. It got greener. <laughs> it did get greener, so it stays. stays. Bronze headpiece. It stays because yeah. he was in the fucking <laughs> toilet. <laughs> Sense man bun. That stays. It stays. It's just atrocious. Uh, Kenny Omega's shorts. Stays because I can't stand the elite right now. <laughs> Naomi's glitter chest. <laughs> stays. Uh, I can't believe I have to stay say this. Put your meat on my meat. That stays. <laughs> and nothing with Big E this week. Like just a promo <laughs> in the back, which was terrible, by the way. Uh, put your meat on my meat, man. All right, dog. Uh, 
<laughs> Terrible. Dominic's father's pants. That stays, and Dominic's going to have a match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, yep. go fuck. He got a match at SummerSlam. Uh, now, the new entrance into the book, uh, <laughs> Retribution's Orgy Sound Effects. Oh, stays. <laughs> Drew's Dragon Breath. <laughs> stays. <laughs> and uh, the, bless, the Blessed Mother Selena. That stays. Like, <laughs> why are you wearing that, girl? Why did yeah yeah that was I mean uh, I can't I can't stick out for you Selena if you keep doing that can't do it all right that's the end of the show um so before we close the show though I will play a song from my playlist and it's just you go up against the wrestling POV crew and uh, it's just how we ride off into the sunset until next week where we'll be giving you more content and I gotta remind you guys again either for us or the global guys you got any comments or questions throw it on our Facebook page and we will get back to you really really quick and we will discuss it on the show with that being said I am your host Tony Diaz along with the third wheel Rick Sorrento Luther. And I will in turn. Miguel Cole, I hate this show. Yo, oh, Jesus, love, peace, and wrestling. We will see y'all next week. Then why the fuck are you here? What, right, what, exactly. Your line is peace out. Just say it. Peace oh, out. Oh, damn. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Mickey James? No. Oh, my God. I... I Oh, this is stupid of me. Why did I say Mickey James? <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Is that Steve Blackman? Nope. This is somebody I know. I know I know it. Oh, my God. He, I'll give you a clue. He was part of the Nation of Domination. Zelo? Nope. Is that Mark Henry? Nope. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Godfather. He was a former Intercontinental Champion. Is that the Godfather? No. Oh, the Rock? No. Who? Farouk? No. <laughs> Owen Hart? No. You're missing one more person. Oh, uh, Kama? Who? Kama? <laughs> Say is the Godfather. No, it's Ahmed Johnson. Oh my God, the Pearl River Plunge. <laughs> you don't know the right. That's probably the worst I ever done in the game. If someone got that right, put it on my page. You fucking liar. 